good, y'all? Kyle Loftus here. Welcome back. This is the Creator's Room Podcast. Today, we are sitting down with V, a local artist based in Orlando, Florida. V, what's up, man? How you doing? Peace, love, and light, my brother. It's good to see you, man. <laughs> my man, uh, I, I introduced, uh, or I asked V to come over today uh, to record this podcast, and I asked my man to bring some headphones last second. <laughs> And he said, what, what did you say, V? I said, uh, I didn't bring headphones, but I brought incense. You would you would think, like, you know, maybe headphones might be something that one would bring to a podcast. Instead, the first thing I thought was, quick, grab the incense. But, but at the end of the day, too, though, man, like... That's so you, but you know, I, I, I've, I've gotten to know you, which has been, uh, which has been a pleasure, but, uh, for anyone who hasn't, can you go ahead and, uh, introduce yourself, uh, yeah, to so our audience? Everybody. My name is Brandon V. Um, I am from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, if you can't tell by my accent, sometimes when I say things like coffee, you can hear it. They <laughs> <laughs> don't sound like you're from New York, but um, yeah, so I've been here in Orlando, Florida for probably about six years now, but um, I've been an artist, I don't know, I guess ever since I was nine, but I would say I've been taking it seriously since I was 13, and I think the journey of, of my music has been ever evolving with just how my life has unfolded, so it's been a it's been an interesting journey, but uh, I feel like I rediscover myself like every year. You know, my brother told me that he's like, "Man, your music just changes every year." For sure, yeah. man. definitely, yeah, yeah. That's one of the coolest things is just like the process of of growing. You know, loving the, loving the process. When for you, man, um, I do want to get like more just into your general entire story, but when for you and your journey. Did you flip that switch and say, you know what, I can make a career out of this or I should make a career out of this? I think that's so interesting, you know, like, like, for instance, for me, like, I have been making videos with my buddies, like ever since I was like 12 or 13 years old. But that 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 switch didn't flip until my freshman year of college, essentially. Way out. Um, you know, it's just it's it's interesting. When 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 was that for you? I think <clears throat> for me was um, man. I guess as an artist, it's so cathartic that like when you're in a really bad place <laughs> and you're in a really dark place, um, the one thing that always finds you is the thing that you're passionate most about. It's like the one thing you grab onto. So um, I would say probably when I was like. 23, 24, so this was about like when my first daughter was born. Um, and it was just a really tough time in New York, you know, trying to survive with just, you know, figuring out how to live in New York City. So um, I think at that point in time, I was just so unhappy with just the way things were unfolding and like my career path. And, you know, I was in survival mode the whole time. and. Uh, Someone at my job basically listened to my music and they were like, man, what are you doing? And I think to me, it just like, I flipped for some reason. They were just like, they couldn't believe like I was working there at a retail spot and they had heard my music and they were just like, why are you not doing anything with it? And I was just yeah. like, well, you know, everybody wants to be a rapper, kind of just do it. I've been doing it forever. But they were like, no, nah, man, you need to do branding. You need to do photo shoots. You need to do this. And I was just like, what? Just make music. So it became, it was a seed that got planted in my head that it wasn't just about releasing 
emotion. Where were you, where were you at on your spiritual journey <laughs> at, at that point? Were you negative? Exactly. Like, were you yeah. not feeling yourself then? I was, I was in a bad place, man. I was definitely all about the alcohol life. I was trying. I was in a suppressant situation, right? right. You're in a bad place, so you just you, you look for things that are going to bring you joy, and they're usually sometimes toxic. You know, so I was definitely on the other side of the spectrum at the right. time, um, which, you know, I feel like hinders your perspective and gives you about maybe a very small perspective about where you are and what you're doing. So this person planted a tiny little seed in my head of possibility. Right. And Beautiful. yeah, and it, it blossomed <laughs> yeah. into something massive, man. And, you know, as as life went on and things got more difficult for me along on my journey and coming here and. You know, being married and then divorced and car crashes, all sorts of crazy stuff started bubbling up. Again, I find myself in that place where this singular light that finds me or that I find when myself comes back to music every single time. Yeah. 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 Why is that? Um, <clears throat> I think that when you're a creative person, you it doesn't matter if somebody paid you money to do it. Right. Say like the job or, you know, the title, so to speak, didn't exist as an occupation. The question you ask yourself is, would I be doing this anyway? And I feel like every passionate, creative person will say, hell yeah. Right. It's just it's part of me. It's like breathing. You don't even think about it. It just flows through you every single time. And like sometimes frustrating and shit. But at at the same time like you can't help but do it so that's kind of just how i feel about it is unconsciously my body just my mind just wants to do it all the times because it just feeds my soul in some particular way i guess right right that's a perfect transition so let's let's jump into (laughs) the juice let's let's segue into the beginning the beginning of v so when when did you gain or get this you know huge passion for not just music but creating music or was it were you always just doing that like ever since you remember as a kid yeah i would say my grandmother brought me this casio tiny little midi piano and it had like all these weird crazy sounds on them but most importantly they had these um like preset songs on them like um furleys and like uh like classical songs on them and i would just press them and listen to them and just try to follow the keys man you know simon says status and uh eventually um i mean as a kid i didn't really talk much you know i was very much an introvert uh, didn't say much and so it got to the point where the expression started happening on how i felt on this little mini Casio. (laughs) So I remember just like turning off the light and just brooding almost in a way, just like playing just chords, like learning how to play chords or just obviously all by ear. Um, And a lot of it, it felt so expressive to me. Like I was talking through this little Casio thing and it just made me feel like heard, I guess, for like the first time. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big thing for artists, I feel like. We, oh, for sure. We want to be understood and we want to feel heard. I mean, like, I think that's, like, the commonality with, like, every creator. Yeah. And that's part of the fear of, like, putting something out, you know? is like, you're like, 
damn man like i just want people to like see this yeah. and like it yeah oh uh, yeah man um, but yeah i mean i i started off like that and then um you know uh i wrote like poetry um also so you know uh, i wrote a lot of poetry just about how my I was feeling, man. You know, I wasn't saying anything to anybody, so it was just like, here's the page, and here's how I feel. Um, and then, you know, I think that evolved into my best friend, uh, Pedro Cantuaria. Man, shout out, shout out to that man. Uh, his father, he was my best friend in middle school, so I'm probably like 11 years old. His father is a Brazilian jazz singer, uh, Vinicius okay. Cantuaria. This guy's amazing, amazing musician. So he has an in-home studio. So he's always having live musicians in and out of his house. That's and, so sick. I know, and I, I didn't think anything of it at the time. Um, but, you know, I was, this, you know, Pedro was basically like my best friend. He was like my brother. So I was always at his house. I think sometimes his mom needed to kick me out. I was just like, you've been here for too long. <laughs> Go back to your house. <laughs> Don't you have a family? Um, and so he would come and, and record and stuff. And so one day, um, you know, my friend basically, he learned a little bit about Pro Tools and was like, yo, let's just... Just record something. I was like, man, I don't do that. Like, it's not my thing. So he was just like, yo, man, just take, take one of your poems. Like, I know you write, just take a poem try to break it down into bars. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. But, you know, try to, we're gonna put this instrumental on and we're just gonna just go through it. And so I did and it sounded like shit. Like it was terrible, it was all off time and everything else. But um, like when I listened back to it, it just felt like, I don't know, it was just a spark, man. It was like, oh wait, like I need to be doing this. Yeah. Like I know it doesn't sound good right now, but I can make it sound good. and. I, I like the way I felt like when I got off the mic, I felt like empowered, I felt heard. I felt like, oh, this is something I can create from. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's like we, we almost like blind ourselves to like, not that it's bad. It's just, it, you know, it's like, as you said, like you're just starting, like there's a lot you don't even know how to do correctly yet. But it's like, I remember when I was first doing ph photography or, or doing film, like, dude, my first projects were terrible. But after I I'd finish them, dude, I'd watch it over and over again. And I'd be like, this shit is sick. <laughs> thought it was the best thing on the planet. Yeah, man. It's so interesting. And you're like, you're like, yes, I'm destined. And it's, it's, it's interesting. But there's got to be a reason that's that's inside, like that's rooted in every creative person. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because <clears throat> I remember this moment where uh, I came I came back with a song and I was so hyped at this point. Like I was just I'm, maybe I'm like 17, um, and I come back and uh, I'm excited. If I show my brother or show, I'm like this is it, this is great, it's amazing. My older brother, uh, he's my half brother, but I don't call him that, but um, you know, he's he's like ten years older than me, so he basically pulls me to the side and it's just like, Listen, man, I know you think you got one here, but I'll be real with you. I grew up in the golden era of hip hop in New York City. Like I was there. And this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn. Damn. And then, uh, you know, my dad chimed in and he was just like, you know, son, you know, 
it's it's great that you're doing this, but you know, you need to you need to work harder. You just need to work harder at it. And I just thought, man, there's such haters right now. <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but um I think I think before even before that where I, I said I would concentrate on my journey for music was um after high school. So around the same time. Um, I graduated high school like a year early. Um, and uh, my mom was like, you gotta go to college. And I'm like, I'm not going to college, it's not my thing. She's like, well, if you're not gonna go to college, then you need to figure out what it is you're gonna do. You need to think about a career path. Right. And you will not leave this room until you fill out like five things on the sheet of paper that you wanna do. And so I, I literally, no lie, was in my room for days like no TV, no nothing. I'll just go to my room and just sit on sit on my bunk bed and just look at the ceiling. Man, that's tough. Yeah. And I was like, she was she was determined to have me commit to something. Um <clears throat> and I jumped out of my bed and I was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks out of nowhere, man. Yeah. It was just like music artist. I wanna be a music artist. So I dropped, hopped out of my bed, I was excited, I was like, yes. This is it, because it was so far from my mind. It was just something I did with my friend. It was what it was. I go, my, my mom's in the bathroom. I'm like, nah, I'm like, I don't care what she's doing. I'm like, I got it. And I tell her, she's like, okay, fine. Give me the paper. She's like, why is it blank? And I'm like, because I already know what I'm gonna do. She was like, well, okay, well, what is it? I'm like, gonna be a rapper. She was so upset, bro. She was livid. She oh, was like, I was hoping you were gonna tell me like your mom nah, was all upset. And she was upset, man. She yeah. was like, "You spent all that time in that room, and this is what you came up with." She's like, "Are you joking?" She's like, "Shit." <laughs> She's like, "Are you joking right now?" I was like, "Nah, not at all. Like, I'm super serious." And she was just like, "Okay, well, you know, if you don't want to go to college, you gotta get a job." And I was like, "All right, I can do that." <laughs> my mom's my number one supporter, though. She is. She's amazing. She uh, she gave me. I still have a book from 2008. She gave me was a rose that grew from concrete because I'm a very big Tupac. Um, I don't even want to say fan because I wouldn't even call it that. But um, I see a lot of myself in this, what we're talking about, mm-hmm. being misunderstood, like wanting to feel heard, uh, wanting to express your creativity in all forms, you know, um, whether it's like hit him up. And he's like, I-, I fucked your bitch to dear mama, to the poetry that he did, to the community service that he's done, acting. I mean, he was expressive all the way around, and I don't think anyone quite understood the layers that existed with Pac at the time, so I felt so connected to him. And my mom gave me that book, and she wrote something really nice on the inside of the cover about just my creativity and being an artist. So shout out to you, Mom. I know you were upset at the time, but <laughs> she's become my biggest supporter. Though. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, how... Uh... How was how was your family like during your uh, during your journey and friends during your journey in the beginning, middle, and I guess like where you are now, like where do you stand with the support system? How do you? Yeah. What are your what are your just general thoughts on support? Like, did you really have it? 
Um, do you want it? You know, all that stuff. I feel like it was very rocky in the beginning. Everyone was just like, what? Like, why are you... Oh, all right. my, my teachers all the time, they would write a comment like back in the days before, I guess, Scantron now. You just like type, you have to choose a comment, right? There's like four comments, you just choose one. Like they would actually write in there and be like, you know, if Brandon would only apply himself. That was like the key theme with everything. It's like, I have so much potential, except he would only, if only he would apply himself. So that always kind of like trailed with me about the potential that other people saw in me to, to I don't know, um, go to med school, Penn State, or, you know, um, I went to LIU in Brooklyn uh, campus only for a semester. Um, but, you know, I was very much into AP bio and, you know, I took advanced classes in writing. Um, I did a proposal to New York City to talk about um, mental health at the time too, when I was like 16 or 17. So people saw this and they were like, this kid can do amazing things and change the world. So it was always like, music felt like a dead weight in the beginning because people were just like, don't waste your life trying to be a rapper. <laughs> you know, don't throw away your potential as a, yeah. as a young person and, and throw all your eggs in a basket in this one particular thing. Um, because I feel like people, they just, they do it out of love. I guess at the time, you don't really see that. Mm -hmm. They're just like, I don't want to see you struggle. I don't want to see you get hurt. And everybody knows being an artist is a struggle. <laughs> you know, but we love it so much that that doesn't even matter. Yeah, it sucks sometimes, but it doesn't even matter. So I feel like this is a normal path for creatives is that sometimes the support's not there, but it grows as you grow. Right, like right. people start to see, they know that you're not gonna let it go. <laughs> you're, you're continuing to invest in it and you're continuing to get better too. So at some point, I, I think they start to believe as much as you do. And so that's kind of like where I am currently is that, you know, my family is probably my biggest supporter. Um, you know, Java Love, as you know, um, that, that song came straight from my brother and from a dream he had. <laughs> No context, whatever. This man just said, I had a dream. You made a song called Java, and it was on the radio. And I was like, okay, cool, man. I'll run with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I am super excited for that, man. Like, it feels like it's like the baby, I guess. You know, you spent so much time on it. You incubated for so long then you send it out to the world and that's like the scariest part is between you know creating let's, it and releasing let's dive more into that uh the the creative process what's that what's that look like for you what's what's making a song look like from you man i i literally most songs i think i pretty much write in a matter of a couple hours so i have to feel it in a place that I can't escape it. It's like watching a really good show. You know, you just, you, you start watching and you're just like, before you know, you're binging. Yeah, you're binging on Netflix. You know what I mean? And you're sitting there and you're just episode after episode. And that's what it is like for, for music for me. It's called flow. Yeah, man. <laughs> when that flow. flow hits you, man, it's like you just lock it. good. Yeah, man. There's you know not a better high. There really isn't, man. Like, I've gotten that with being on set and and with like editing where 
Like literally, you you know you're hungry. Like you can like feel it yeah, in yeah, your yeah. stomach, but you're just like pushed through anyway. You're like screwed. Like this doesn't like it. You no, don't really. Matters. You feel it, but it doesn't feel bad. You know, yeah. like it's weird. It's super interesting. But go go on. Yeah, it's like that. In that flow you're talking about is like I guess we call it riding the wave. Like you just at that point you just take everything as it comes right there in that moment, and I guess to synonymously match my spiritual side of things is like as I've gotten older now is what's become so important to me like just this moment right now and the more that I focused on that in this flow of creativity the the better I get at what it is I'm writing you know so the process for me is like the music like when the music hits me and I'm like oh my god I'll just listen to it over and over again. I don't even know what I'm going to do with it yet. Yeah. I just know it's hitting me somewhere. And I'm like, more please, more please. Like, no lie, I will maybe listen to it 20, 30 times. And then before you know it, I'm just humming stuff. No words, just uh, uh, just writing it down. Like, as I go, maybe a word pops up, maybe it doesn't. I say the words over and over again, and uh, I'll freestyle it. And I'll be like, ah, oh, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like this. You know, um, and I think as I've evolved a little in my writing, I now get the visual picture of it before, you know, what would the video be like? And how does that encapsulate in my writing? And I've really taken that 360 approach where before it was just like lyrics. She's like, yeah. oh yeah, this sounds good. But now it's been like a more holistic, like how is this gonna look and feel to somebody? Which is a much different writing process, you know, so. It's 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 all about the flow, man. You know, writing whatever comes out of that. And maybe that song doesn't even get finished there. You know, I'd like to finish in a couple of hours, but maybe I don't. I put it down and then I work on something else and then that song comes up again in my head and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna finish this right now. How do you how do you make sure you're like giving yourself the right amount of time to just like fucking breathe and be like a human being, you know, and like chill out? Yeah. But, like, you're also dedicating the right amount of time to, like, your career in the sense where I, I don't know about you and, like, I don't know if it, my parents instilled this in me or if it was just, like, myself growing up. But I, I and, like, I still have this mentality. Like, I, I, like I'm always chasing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I feel like if I'm not chasing, like, someone's chasing me. It's like I cannot take a day off or I'm going to fall behind. Yeah, I'm, I'm two days behind the pack. I gotta, I gotta get up and get going. Like, I literally was just saying that to somebody today about about this release. They were like, "Yo, it's almost done," and I'm like, "That doesn't matter." I'm like, "What matters is what comes after." I'm already like, ah, "That's in the bag." It's like, how do you stay one step ahead? And they're like, "Can't you just enjoy the moment?" As I just said, I'm putting my foot in my mouth about being in the moment right and i'm trying and i try consciously to be mindful of that but when it comes to like staying ahead of the pack it's difficult for me because i know that right now i think it's a 21st century thing to be honest with you man right information um music creatives anything right this could be a situation where anyone can release at any point in time with almost any technological hardware on your phone, 
on your laptop, on your iPad. So the competition feels that much greater. It's not in our head because it's, it's, it's a reality of, you know, staying ahead and staying relevant. And we could take that into a whole bunch of different branches of social media and all this other stuff, but it, it does provide an added pressure that you need to be consistent. But I think the important thing to balance is if you're not at your best, if you're mentally and emotionally not at your best, that flow we're talking about, it's just not going to come. Yeah. And we've all been there. Like the yeah. forcing, <laughs> the forcing of like, I got to get work done. I got to do this. And then, I mean, how many creative people have done that and, and looked at what they've done and been like, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how important is, is self-awareness? you know, to you and in, in your journey, you know, I think that's, that's something I've really focused on the past year, year and a half is just like really trying to be intuitive and, and think things through and have that kind of inner dialogue, you know, like for me, what, like one thing I've really explored, cause like, again, I've always sought things or seen things as a competition yeah. and everything I did. Cause I was always, you know, super competitive and, and grew up playing a bunch of sports. Um, for me, it was like always being the best, yeah. being, I have to be the best, right? So like be, I have to be the best director and filmmaker. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> I guess in a way you can kind of become that based on like awards and movies, yada, yada. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I've really like been th- like, just like thinking like, do I really even want that? Not like, you know, like it's not that no artist is capable, but like, for instance, you know, does V really want to be, you know, at the level that Lil Rain, Lil Rain, <laughs> it's raining outside <laughs> of that. Rain. Lil Wayne got, um, Drake yeah. had, still has, right. you know, like, do you want to be touring all over the place, 365, you know, like, how much is that conversation do you have? Like, I've had that conversation a lot, actually. Um, and I think most creative people that are really passionate about what they do, they just wanna be able to like pay their bills and live comfortably off of what they love doing. Like, it's not a matter of like, can I reach Kendrick Lamar or Drake level? I think, you know, they're actually super amazing at what they do it's you know it's like can can everybody be lebron james but everyone can aspire to be lebron james you know what i mean is everybody going to be lebron james is everybody going to be kobe bryant r.i.p is everybody going to be michael jordan i mean we're talking about a handful of people that define and not to say that that person's not out there because you know as tupac says you know you'd be the the person that doesn't change the world but be the the light be the wick of the candle um, to, to light that person's fire to change the world. So I think that in the beginning of things, especially as a rapper, that's all it starts out as. I'm the best, right? You suck, and I'm going to show you why, right? And that's that's exact, especially in New York, man. Like, that's all it is. It's just hardcore, who's got better lyrics and in-your-face type of thing. And, you know, you care so much in the beginning about, I think there's a letting go process that happens, right? Like you care so much about what everybody thinks and how to please everybody else and 
how what's the next thing that's gonna get you to the next level Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts here. to Florida. Shouts to Mother Nature going <laughs> in. Rubble, right Yo, I thought we had an earthquake like yesterday or something. Oh, like man. it went so hard. Man, I mean, it, I've never seen rain like this. This summer's been crazy, bro. This summer's been crazy. <laughs> this year's been crazy. <laughs> this year's been crazy. Yeah, one of them. But yeah, man, I, I feel like, you know, there's a letting go process that happens. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, those accolades and those things you felt like were the definition of success eventually evolve into, well, I don't really care what anyone says about my art. I actually just care about the people who, who mess with it. And hopefully that's enough for me to make a career out of it. And that, in essence, is like the creative dream. You know, I, I would think, I mean, for me, I just, I can't speak for everyone. And, and do you feel you're at a healthy Maybe not. You're at you. You might not be at the perfect place, you know. But do you feel like you're at a healthy, a healthy balance, healthy lifestyle between, you know, pursuing your career as as hard and as best as you can, but you know, really also just providing yourself that free time to live. Yeah, man. I think I've done a really great job at at that. I would say probably maybe this last year, um, in understanding. I've been listening to myself more, right? You talk about intuitive right um and self-talks right and what does that look like my self-talks have become healthier i think that's important for creative people too right to make that self-talk not be your grandmother's voice or your your best friend's voice who told you yo you ain't shit you're not gonna do it right or so hard on ourselves right but, but we have to think about where that comes from is it actually us or is it actually the people who kind of thought they were doing well by us by asking critical questions of us like, well, how are you gonna pay your bills, Cal? Well, how, you know, if you're only making this much, how are you gonna do this, right? And so that voice of doubt sits in your head for longer than you could even trace it back from, right? Because it's subconscious, but it becomes your voice, but is it really your voice? So, I mean, I'm in, kind of interweaving the spiritual of self-awareness and being a creative person because it's all one and the same, right? It's flow we're talking about. It it's, It feels like it doesn't even come from us. It comes from somewhere else, right? And so the self-talks have to get healthier, man. And that's, I feel like if you don't focus on the self-awareness and making things more in a positive light and opportunities and being okay with taking breaks, then you're just gonna consistently run yourself into the ground, man. And it's gonna be very difficult to, to spin out of that because you can't create under that kind of emotional. Right, right. And how how has your productivity or quality of work changed since then? I've, you know, I've done the same thing. I've put, now granted, I still work my ass off, not like trying to brag, but saying like, I probably You're still work working, <laughs> more than I should, but. Yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, relax a lot more, you know, take, take more time off. Like for instance, now I usually kind of call it quits at night at, at, at eight and I'm, I'm, you know, usually asleep by 10 30, 11, get up at five 36. Um, but by giving myself more free time and more time to just relax and chill, I've actually become more productive. Now there's some other things I've done to like optimize my business and, and out outsource some things, yada, yada. But 
overall, like I've worked on way more projects. I've connected with way more clients, established great relationships and partnerships. Like I've just done a lot better this year than I have any other year. Um, appreciate that, you know, but, but I think a big part of that really is, um, making sure I'm like super healthy. And I know we talk a lot about like eating right and going to the gym and stuff, but like, I mean, mentally, you know, really, really, really healthy. Yeah. It's, you know, I think that, you know, when people put themselves in a, in a box of what they can and can't do, we understand that this entire concept or construct that we're building sits inside of our head. Every single thing, our challenges, what we like, how we perceive the world, everything is inward, right? And so <clears throat> we gotta understand, I mean, our brain's like a supercomputer, bro. I mean, it's constantly running. Even when you're sleeping, it's running. So <clears throat> in order to be health, truly healthy and allow the space um, for like the creativity to flow, we, we have to take the breaks, man. And <clears throat> I think the pandemic, man, of 2020, you can find the light and the dark of this situation. But one thing it definitely did force people to do is look inward, man. It really forced people to look inward about what's important in their life. How do they stay meant? I don't think mental health was so much of a discussion as much as it's been having right now over the effects of people and social distancing and things like that. So now we're really starting to dig deep in what does it mean to be mentally, what does it mean to be well? 360, it's definitely a big question for America who, whose work culture is keep going. Man, like I think right now, I think I think with the Black Lives Matter movement, I think that's the big focus point. Yeah. And I think that will be for a while, but I think mental health is maybe the next one. I feel like man. it's on the cusp, man. I've not heard many discussions previous to this about that at all, right? One in five Americans suffer from a, a mental health disorder. Um, and, you know, I, I know being in a corporate in my day job, these conversations weren't happening. Right, the, the uncomfortable conversations are happening. Black Lives Matter, amazing conversations coming out of this. Like, uncomfortable as hell, um, but they you need to be uncomfortable to grow. And mental health definitely is on the cusp. Well, it's, it's just weird, because it's like, especially when we're talking about like, we're creatives, right? Like, we're like the weird kids, right? Like, think about it from like, a corporate structure standpoint, like, no one wants to admit it, but like, probably 70% of the people there, like, got anxiety disorders, like, are stressing, might have, have depression issues, like, like ever, look around everybody going through some shit you know what i mean but it's weird we all put on this mask like we're all acting like it's funny because um the uk had done study years ago on mental health right it wasn't a thing for them either right just like just like everyone else in the western world right um except they had done a study that showed the amount of time off people took workers took because of mental health 
situations via their job, their life, and everything else. They found that the amount of money, I mean, it's millions of dollars, that companies were, and not to make this about money, but they realized that there is an actual problem that is causing an issue for people that no one even knew about. So the thing about it is you suffer in silence. You know what I mean? You don't say anything. And maybe you're not even aware of it and you're just thinking, shrugging it off, like this is just the way I am, this is yeah. just the way my life is. And, uh. and, and you spiral into that. And so I feel like this year has been such a, uh, a light on so many different topics from a human race perspective that we need to talk about like now because it's critical sure. i think yeah. we're in a critical time you know what i mean i think um creative people are more open to hearing these things and a lot of people are, are having these uncomfortable conversations with their constituents with their friends because there's one thing i think that creative people can can constantly come back to is is that um our perspective in what we want out of a project or something isn't always what we get. And yeah. I think the more time we uh, involve other people, right, in our process, like the more it evolves from just an idea that we thought was great, turns into phenomenal. Yeah, how much more beautiful is the world and projects when when you just open, open the door to different conversations and ideas and thoughts. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I, I feel like creatives do have a, it's a great time for us to, to either illustrate that in, in our mediumship of what we do, but also in just who we are as, as natural weirdos, so to speak, or like the people on the outside to, to point it out and say, Hey, why are you not having this conversation? Or, hey, that's not cool. Like, that should not be anything that you say to somebody or think about somebody, right? So whether it's it's the LGBT movement or Black Lives Matter movement or whatever movement that is happening currently, right? Mental health, I mean, the wealth gap, whatever you want to champion in your way. I mean, I feel like creatives do, we feel like we have a, I don't know, I guess the way to say it is like, we feel like we have to say something. We have to be a part of it because right. it hits that part of our soul that helps us create. Like you have to do something about it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I wanna get, um, try and get some more value punches here for our listeners here. So maybe you can give us some, some advice um, from a creative perspective. As a creator, you know, there's that constant pressure for us to come up with new ideas, to create new things, to make the next project better than the, than the last one. How do you how do you deal with this, you know, unspoken pressure that that just kind of naturally exists? And how do you find, you know, constant new inspiration for projects? Yeah, it's a great question. I don't think I've quite figured it out yet. Uh, oh, I, I think that it's uh, always something that's in the back of my mind to be cognizant of. Right, One right. thing that I tell everyone, and whether you're creative or not, is be gentle with yourself. And the reason why I say that is because I'm not, and it's a constant reminder for me to be gentle with myself along on the process too. Um, One thing that's really helped me is, is that I try to, because I have kids, so I try to relate my music to my children. So if would I ever yell or be adamant and stern about 
a new idea like I would a newborn baby. Like I would never do that. I don't think anybody would, right? You treat it gently. You, you're very patient with it. You kind of just let him or her come along on the process, right? You nurture it in the best way you can. And that's nurturing ideas and being open to ideas is very important. Sounds like Java love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wes will kill me, man. He said, I, he said I, I nursed that way too long on the tit, man. <laughs> yeah, we, we, that song has been around for, oh man, I'm gonna say almost coming up on two years, man. Like, it just didn't, it needed to sound right to me. Right. You know, it needed to hit me in the place I felt like it was coming from. And, you know, if, if you gotta, if your kid's got to stay home until he can move out and go out into the world, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to kick him out and say, hey, man, you know, get your feet right. Make sure this is right. And when it feels good for both people, then, yes, you are ready to go out into the world. How do you how do you navigate or tell the difference between, you know, like, OK, be patient, trust the process, keep working on this and okay, like I'm investing too much time into this. Like I need to like just put this out or like just set it on the back burner and let it hang out till maybe inspiration comes one day. Cause like, it's just eating up time right now. Yeah. You know, it's a really, uh, it's a, it's a weird line to dance on, man. You know, um, I think that you have to be reasonable with yourself, right? How much does this, how much value is this song really going to bring to your brand? Um, how much of this project, and maybe it's not even a song, right? How much of this project is going to help open new doors of revenue stream or uh, demographic or whatever it is? And really need to weigh, this is where you have to put your business hat on. And as creative people are like, oh, business, right? But we really need to, yeah, we really need to take a step back and say, what is this going to do for my brand and everything else, right? So I think you really need to just weigh the options of what you're going to get and what you're willing to give um, and, and weigh out the potential ROI. And maybe it's not revenue coming back, but maybe it's like, to, and Java Love is a perfect example, right? Yeah, I spent two years on this song almost, right? And for a lot of reasons, we tried to create in so many different ways. It just wasn't happening. Um, and then, but the reason why is I felt from a marketability standpoint that it could open up the door from a, a revenue stream I've never seen, which is sync licensing, right? It's a commercialized song. I mean, you could put in the background of something. So then it became almost a necessity for me to get it sounding right because it needed to be packaged in a way that I could hopefully open that door, you know, because that's not a, that's not a door that I've opened before. So I think you just need to weigh the potential of what you will get out of the track versus I just married this track or I just married this project because it's creative sometimes we marry it because we're like I love you so much I'm not gonna let you go and then you know we ignore everything else and sometimes over even over creating we create a mess of what it was yeah do you know uh do you know Daraj by chance huh do you know Daraj no. the artist no Ah, um, good buddy of mine here. Um, but uh, yeah, he just kind of recently started doing that. He's he's really working on on pushing music for for films and television and stuff. I think that's one thing as as music artists, we're just like, how many streams you got? How many? And it's like, listen, man. I mean, especially now where you know live music is is dead 
currently or in, unless you're live streaming from your living room and being super creative like Jason we were just talking about just just did something uh, which is pretty dope um, but other than that man you got to look at all the other revenue streams of possibility and sync licensing if you own your own publishing right this is where you really need to dig in and really not just love being a creative person but dig in on what it means to be successful in your field of expertise. Gotta be willing to, to, not all of it's pretty. It's really not, man. And in fact, like there's many times that I sit there and I'm just like, fuck this, man. Like, <laughs> I don't wanna be in front of this. I don't wanna be in front of a spreadsheet. Like for Java Love, I literally had a project manager app that I used to break down all the different work streams from recording to marketing to merch to promo to make sure I'm keeping myself on task. That's dedication but and annoying, but at the same time, you have to be able to set yourself up for success and knowing that just releasing mm. a project out into yes. the world is not gonna do you any good, man. It may feel good for you. And I think at some point, every creative comes across this point where it's like, dang, I've released the best thing the world has ever seen, and it's done nothing. It'll make sure people see it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, man. It's really tough. It's so important. It's yeah. a hard pill to swallow, man, especially when you put so much time and effort into something, and then when you have to execute, we have to understand that executing is an entirely different work stream, right? Creative, creativity and execution, man. I mean, you can have a, and I will say this, right? Creatively, you can have a project that's like a grade B, right? Uh, it's not your best work. It's good, you know? But if you execute at an A-plus level, that is success, period, yeah. right? But we focus on like the A-plus creativity. And then when it comes to execution, we're just like, ah, uh, yeah, you do, I did some things. And then and now we're in the corner like, yeah, man, that should have been, that should have done way better than it did. Yeah. Self-awareness, right? whole lot of other stuff too I mean like yeah man just like <clears throat> I, I know that's a constant struggle for for a lot of creatives you know my, myself at times as well you know doing doing the tasks you you don't want to do how do you how do you make sure that you don't hate your passion or start to hate your passion yeah that's a good question how do you protect your passion that is an amazing question. <laughs> you know, because it's like, for me, again, it's like as a kid, filmmaking was like just something I did. Like we'd take my dad's camcorder, run into the basement. I don't have basements in Florida, but lived up in Ohio. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, we just like make stupid superhero movies and stuff. But it's like, yeah. now it's like, hmm, this project sounds fun, but like this yeah. budget is super low. I need this many crew. Yeah, yeah. I'd be taking a hit myself. It'd require this many days. Like, ah, I can't really fit it with the schedule too. It's like yeah. invoicing today, emails, <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's just like stuff you like, Yeah. no one said you had to do all this. Like when you wanted to just yeah, talk about be a part. quote unquote, be a creative or like a content <laughs> creator. Yeah. But there's a whole business aspect. Like it, it, the fact of the matter is, is we are all entrepreneurs. Like That's you're running is. a business. And that, it's a very good question, man. And, and I think we have to understand why we're doing it, you know, because we want ultimately, like we said earlier, to be in a position 
to pay our bills, man, to feel comfortable. And that is not going to be something that comes and materializes itself out of ideas. I mean, I, ideation is a very important part of, of any creative process. But the how is an entirely separate situation. And so it sucks immensely. But I always think about it like, if I don't do this, what was the point in me putting all this energy and creative juice and flow into this thing if I was just going to be like, eh, I don't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, because it's like, why would you do that, right? Like, I guess back to like having a child thing is like, or even if you have a pet, right? I mean, it could be anything, really. Um, but, you know, going back to this nurture phase, like you wouldn't just nurture a part of your child and then just be like, ah, but that other stuff, don't worry about that. I'm done here, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, you never stop, even at 18, man. I mean, you know, I still speak to my mom and it's just like, sometimes she annoys me over the phone. It's like 33 years old. <laughs> you know, why are you telling me this, right? Or FaceTime or she's like, your house is a mess. We're like, what? Why are you even saying that? I'm like, I'm grown, man. It's like, you never stop being a parent. And so it's the same way when like you're nurturing this creative process, like you're never gonna stop nurturing it. And the nurturing, just like as you get older, like you're not going to nurture a toddler the way you do an adolescent or even as a young adult or even in adulthood, right? How many of us have many different relationships with our parents now than maybe 15 years ago? Yeah. So it's it's like that I equate it to being the same thing just because I'm a parent and it's easy for me to translate it and just know, man, if I don't do this, I'm not setting up this situation for success and I'm not taking myself seriously. Yeah. And I, I, and I know, you know, there's plenty of people who get lost in the creative sauce, man. You know, people just love being in that flow, that sauce of just creation, 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 creation. And then it's like, you know, at some point you're just like, all right, man, now what? And it's like, nah, I like doing this. It's like, okay, well, this is what separates hobby from career. It's like your ability to get out of that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just my opinion. What have been some of the key things outside of making music that have you know really helped your career? Has it been networking? Has it been just going to events, supporting other artists? Like, like what what advice would you have? I guess for creatives in general, you know how to benefit and, and grow their business, but you know maybe some specific stuff for artists too. Yeah, I would say, man, that because being a creative person encompasses using so many different aspects of your life to create something, right? Like no project is the same, right? You don't use the same tools and equipment you would on one job, Cal, and that you would on another, right? You're trying to create something different in each situation. so. I would implore people who are creatives to do the same thing in their life, right? Talk to people in, in, a, in a capacity that may help you, right? If you know someone who runs a small business, ask for best practices. I think for one thing for me is that, you know, my day job, I got promoted, and you know, in the last three years of being at this place to being a director. So basically I oversee almost, I'm responsible for this multi-million dollar business, right? And in doing that, I realized all the things I'm talking about, execution and all this other stuff. And I was like, holy crap, I need to level my game up because 
I, I've just been in this creative sauce. I've been thinking like, oh, this is great. I'll kind of do like this C execution and be like, all right, world, what do you think? And hear crickets and like not understand why, right? But it was strikingly obvious, like as I was in this position that um, branding became important, market strategy became important, following up, consistency, all these like buzzwords that we hear became so important. But, you know, I mean, how many people in our lives, you know, have aspects that they're great at that we just don't ask the right questions. You know what I mean? My mom is, a, is an amazing poet and she's written a, a, a poem that's in St. John's right now that they use for a literary class. And, you know, sometimes I ask her for advice. I never would have thought that ask my mom about creative advice, but you know, how does she keep the juices flowing? What does she do when she gets stuck? Sometimes I get stuck, I don't know, <laughs> right? So I think it's, it's about using the people around you um, and maybe not using is a bad word, right? But I would say being able to open the door for other people in your life to collaborate and have these conversations that layer and build, you know, um, if somebody's great at social media marketing, uh, if somebody has a great engagement on their page, may not have a lot of followers, right? But the engagement is there. How are they connecting with them? I mean, that's different for everyone, but that's something that's so critical right now more than anything, right? You don't need to have a huge fan base. You just need to have the right people be actively engaged with you at the right time. Because those are the people who are gonna give you that 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 dollar that you're talking about that you wanna live on, right? So how can you connect better, right? You're not gonna answer all of this on your own from your house or in your head while you're thinking about, how am I gonna make it, <laughs> right? So you have to you have to have people around you, man. You know, go out to events. You know, be in your industry, man. You know what I'm saying? You you want to be in music scene? Then gotta go out there and talk to people, shake hands, like ask them what they're doing. If you truly love what you do, then you love. It isn't even if the project doesn't resonate with you. May not love the work, but you love the process, and you're talking to somebody who's in the same process as you. So just invoke your curiosity. The more you can invoke your curiosity and ask questions and incorporate other people and actively listen, right? Don't ever come from a place of ego like, I'm better than him, right? <laughs> you know, the competition comes in like, man, this guy's got a buzz, but I'm better than him, right? So, you know, don't just be open, be curious, ask questions, use people around you to and in your everyday life, you do things that unknowingly we're, we don't even realize that we're doing, you know, and you realize you're really great at it. Maximize that strength to the umpteenth ability. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, tattoos. I just learned this like two days ago about tattoos. Um, I always thought like realism and like Japanese traditional, for instance, it's very similar to American traditional, but so maybe that's a kind of bad example. But like realism, for instance, like, yeah. like, tattooing a realistic portrait of like Abraham Lincoln on someone's arm like that seems insanely difficult to me yeah. but to most tattoo artists that's a lot easier than doing American traditional <laughs> because American traditional is so simplistic it's like really difficult yeah, they all like overthink it yeah. but it's like when you look at American traditional you'd think that's like some of the easier tattoos to do because it's just like bold lines in yeah. color like there's not a bunch of crazy shadowing or detail or yeah. color or anything like that like 
it, it's pretty, you know, a couple complimentary colors and again, like just bold. That's interesting, man. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> always, always, man. Loving it. How, how important is, uh, is that to your process? You know, exploring other things that have nothing to do with music. All the time, man. I'm a lifetime learner. Um, and I think the, the <laughs> somebody asked me the other day, right? I was uh, randomly talking about uh, saying how I can't do, I can't have music in the background of things that I need to concentrate on. So if I have like a project or I have like some work things to get done or I'm on a conference call, you know, people set the mood with music. I can't do that because I'm paying way too much attention to like the BPM or the lyrics or something <laughs> in the background. So it just throws me off. Yeah. And uh, in talking to this person about that, um, you know, she was like, why, why are you even asking? Like, why are you even saying that? I was like, I don't know. It just led me down this thought that was like, well, you know, how many songs do I know? Cause I, I was listening to the song and saying the lyrics in my head. I was like, man, I wonder how many songs. But then I wondered, how much can the brain hold in a capacity of listening to music? Like, how many songs do people actually know? Then that led me down a path of like, how many songs in a lifetime do people listen to? It's right. some, somewhere, yeah, it's right. yeah, right. No reason at all to know that ten thousand seven hundred uh, songs is is an average of what you would listen to in a lifetime. Um, but it did put one thing in perspective for me. Again, right back to it. Why would I spend so much time on one song sometimes when, you know, this person is going to listen to 10? What's going to make my song stand out? And that's what I really got from it. But just by it, 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 it planted a seed in my head for maybe the next song I write. Yeah. And I'm not sure where what that'll be, but it'll definitely have something to do with that but just going down the rabbit hole is something that was like completely random but kind of in my zone leads me to believe like how can i make more impactful songs right so to answer your question i'm a lifetime learner man like i will take anything and bring it into the center of like how does this have anything to do with me you know what i mean yeah yeah and you know not to get uh well i guess screw it let's get kind of deep <laughs> um, so you know on your journey and let's go just like on our life journey here oh, yeah, yeah. and also our artistic journey what have been some of like the key things you've you've learned thus far um in order to succeed and 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 i mean success as in like happiness yeah. um Great. you ain't hurting or causing harm to, to nobody else as a result of it. I like these measures. Life life is life way. is good, you know. Like. These are great measurements, man. <laughs> I think I think they've been parallel, man. You know what I mean? They they have been parallel because I think for for any creative person that it's always parallel. Like life and your creativity and it's just we spit out, we're a mirrored image of who we are at that moment in time. There are times I look at stuff that I've created and I'm like, what the hell was this man going through? <laughs> like, what? Like, I'm sure if I played some some older music of mine, you'd be like, man, this guy's angry. Like, what is going on? But we are reflections at that time and in place. So I think oftentimes when we uh, journey onto life and we're 
the creative process and the projects that we create are sometimes mirrored reflections of where we are and who we are and, and what's going on. And oftentimes when we look back at it, we're like, man, that was a place to be in. But it's a reflected, it's a reflection too. So you get to step back and say, man, like that either feels really good to me and that, that one time I did this, like how can I do more of that? Or, you know, you look at it in the other lens and you're just like, man, I understand why I did that and how that transpired, but yeah, I don't want to do any more of that. That doesn't really resonate with me right now. And so you only you just do more of what you love. You do more of what feels good to you. And that that's an ever-evolving process. You know what I'm saying? I think if I met myself in 2015, you know, when I before I got into my car crash, I would think that I would beat myself up. Like, I was just like, who is this hippie guy talking about love, peace, and everything else, right? So it's like, it, it's so great to see the parallel of, of life and creativity just go along on your journey with you and how that evolves. And you have to be okay with every single part of it. You know, you don't get to pick and choose like which one is better than the other, right? Because they're all you. You know, at the end of the day, like you're you're an interdimensional being that is, you know, uh, faceted in many different ways. I mean, how many how many ways do we convey our art? And that's just a small way, like in just so many different ways. It's the same as in, in your personality in your life. It's just always parallel. It's always layered, and you're always trying to feel heard and feel understood, man. Right. Right. What would you say to uh, anyone listening that's maybe struggling to to find that balance of, of, of being heard, um, but also trying to be <clears throat> pure, you know, honest, organic, real? That's hard. You have to know yourself, man. I know that sounds, sounds really simple, like know yourself, know thyself, right? It's like a buzz. <laughs> it's like a buzzword, right? Like, what is that? I mean, but I'll never forget it, man, because... Um, I went to uh, I went to Utah to live there for a couple of months. Long story, but my brother lives over there, and uh, after I, I went there, Utah's after, different, bro. Way different. It, it, <laughs> I wouldn't even say it hits different because I don't even. It, over there. it is weird, uh, you know. But you know, from somebody who's a New Yorker their whole life and goes to live in you know Salt Lake City, Utah, it's it's a weird and strange experience for me. So. You know, I go, I can't find work, right? It's the long and short of it. But I go on this interview with this guy. He's like for like a third party logistics company. And I got like my vest on, I'm like my tie on. I'm looking very Wall Street. And I'm thinking this guy is just gonna ask me random like interview questions. Like, well, what's your work experience? Walk me through your resume. Man, this guy started hitting me with life questions. It was just like, yeah, so how would you define yourself? I was like, what? Hard worker, uh, dependable, critical thinker, problem solver. Like you said, don't. It's like, no, those are adjectives to describe yourself. I'm saying, how do you define yourself? I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm like, what is actually happening I right now? Yeah, I know. I actually felt like super, super duper uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and so he goes on to say, like, 
you know, how do you, do you even know yourself, basically, is what he was alluding to. He's like, do you need this job? And I'm like, yeah, man, I need this job. He's like, do you need it for the money or do you need it because, like, you feel connected to your work and this is a passion of yours and this is, he was like reading right through me. You know what I need? I'm like, I don't give a shit about third-party logistics, right? But he could see right through me. He was just like, listen, man, you have to take a look at yourself and ask yourself, like, who are you and what do you want? I literally almost teared up leaving that interview. I got in the car and my wife at the time was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't even want to talk about it. Because this guy sent me on a soul quest. <laughs> when I was just needing You thought you was having a casual Thursday. We're going to apply for this job. We're going to grab some food afterwards. Go home. Flick on a movie. I thought it was... But this guy sent me on a journey of like, who am I? Like, what? And that question became a plaguing thought of mine for the next three years. To the point where like, I, I made an EP called... Uh, the journey, the coldest winter, and I've taken since taken it off of all platforms because it's like a really descriptive, angry place in my time and in my music, and I felt like it was therapy for me. I just need to put it out there. But in in this seven track EP, I did explore like this thing of who am I, like in the song, and it's it was a question that I think really just came from that guy, man, and I didn't know myself, like who was I behind. The trauma, the pain, the whatever, uh, you know, relationships and all this other stuff, like strip all that away. Like what made me happy? Like I couldn't define these things. And so I think is a little bit of soul questing for a creative to know, because if you don't, then you get swayed and pushed in many different weird places where you think that that's the place to go. And it's a very slippery slope that you can go down and doing like shotgun shell, just doing a little bit of this, doing a little bit of that, changing this up, changing that up because you're trying to find your way. Now there's a thin line between self-discovery and experimenting, right? You know, because you should try other things to in an effort to know yourself, not in an effort to please everyone else or to feel like that's the way. Right, right. Yeah, man, I I totally agree with that. You know, I think I resonate with that in the sense of like, for instance, like video production, filmmaking, videography, like whatever you want to like call the field, like it's such a wide platform, right? There's so many different areas you could really go into. And, you know, I recently, hell, I've always kind of almost been having that that constant journey of of refining, you know, And, and that could be a whole nother conversation of how that kind of improves your business as, as it seems kind of backwards maybe refining who you are or who you are branding perspective but you know when I first moved down to Orlando for instance I was doing photography a little graphic work on the side a bunch of video work you know like I didn't really know what I was doing I was kind of experimenting but like as I experimented more like I was able to like continue to refine here I am like really just doing the things I want to do. But like, as you mentioned, you, know, you could easily like fall down a different path. For instance, like I, I could have kept going down the path of doing like a bunch of weddings because hell weddings pay really good. It's one day of filming. Then you could just like send all your footage off to dudes in the Philippines, edit it cheap for you. Like, you know, like 
And then suddenly, you know, that, that passion's gone and you look back and like exactly. 15 years down the road and you're like, what the hell? Like, how did I get here? What am I doing? Yeah, I think that's that's important for people to know is that your passion can easily become a job if you don't refine it in a way that me- that is meaningful for you. You have to find, or you not even just refine, but like I think we're both on the same page here of like finding a way to like really make make it work. Yeah. Whether that's making a million dollars a year or fifteen million dollars right. a year, or making fifty thousand, but like living a happy life, living comfortably, and like doing what you want to do. And that only comes from again this conversation with yourself. Like like this guy asked me, how do you define that? That only only you can do that. People can give their suggestions, but they're they're not in your skin. They're not in your creative uh, workplace that you live in your soul and in your mind and what you're doing. Right? Only you know that. And you know until you can define that in a way that is a workable framework. Right? You don't have to define it to like overthink it. Right? I feel like creatives are overthinkers at times. Right? We can just get well, you know, really lost in the granulars of everything, but really to make it a workable framework that you can say, okay, here's a skeleton of what I feel might work for me. Now let me try some things and see how that works out. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a, it's just thinking about it now. It's like, man, there's so much involved. (laughs) I'm leaving this conversation like, Man, is this really what's going on in my head? Like, is this really what we're actioning and speaking, doing? Speaking of COVID, man, like, that's one of the reasons I fucking love doing this podcast shit. It's like just getting to talk to people. Like, again, it goes back to what we talked about, like, just collaborating, like, exploring other ideas with people and, like, opening up a dialogue. Like, that really does so much. Like, it's not even just, like, them telling you or, like, a teacher, like, sensei, like, oh, I've learned. So, like, sometimes it's literally. It's literally someone saying something yeah. that like flips a switch in your head and you're like, damn, and you think about something differently yourself. Like sometimes it's just that too. Like how 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 important is that like to your process and, and especially maybe now too, you know, with COVID, like yeah, just I, having conversations with people, right? I, I, that's <laughs> I feel like I've gotten that out of this entire process for me. Is that as an introvert, right? Like, cause I'm a super introvert, right? I've had to not be an introvert, right? Because I can easily put myself in a corner and limit my opportunities. So, you know, I think now in a place where everyone's trying to figure it out, right? You're not going to have the answers. Your friend's not going to have the answers. But collectively speaking, the more dialogue you can have and learning this in my job too, right, is, you know, the best kind of solutions happen when other people are involved because your perspective is yours, right? Someone could come out of left field and say, have you thought about this? And you're like, what? No, I haven't, sir. And that just changed my entire life, right? Um, I'll give an example. You know, I was at I was at the studio with Wes and um, Carla came, a stylist, right? I was trying, trying outfits for Java. And um, like, I'm, I'm in the booth getting changed. I hear them talking about business, right? And um, I come out and... Uh, She's just like, yeah, have you, um, they're talking about Google ads. And they're just like, yeah, you know, Wes is being like, yeah, you know, a lot of my clientele comes from Google ads and using that as a platform. And she's like, and he's like, yeah, but I, I can't get past this, right? And she's like, have you tried 
doing this because this is what works for me. It's like blogging. It's like, how does that help? And then when there's a whole conversation and it was like, you can see the light bulb go off. Yeah. And we both were thinking like, never would have thought. I'm assuming maybe just to allude a little bit too, just like give some more advice for audience here, like blogging, building SEO, um, building more traction, um, getting writers to just make constant posts for you like once a month or once a week if you can afford it. It's just going to build more. your page. Yeah, keeps it it new and fresh too. And makes it active. And like we both looked at each other like, what? Like we had just heard this for the first time as, as a, and again, it's just the, the more you know, the more you don't know. And what's working well for somebody who's a stylist, you know, shout out to Carla Nelson, she's amazing, um, is that you have the ability to connect with somebody who, in essence, again, is an entrepreneur. I mean, he owns a studio, completely different businesses. However, it, it, they share common interests. In Everybody got to eat. And it's got to be coming from somewhere. So how are you eating? You know what I mean? And, and that was just, it was just a great moment to watch because it's like a light bulb that went off just from a conversation, right? Enduring the humility of, I don't know everything. How are you doing in your business? And, and being open to that and sharing best practices, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, man. So it's such a huge thing. It's just really like shedding the freaking ego and just being open to things. Yeah, man, that's hard. It's hard for some people, man, because we feel vulnerable when 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 the when the guard is down, and we're like, oh no, people think I'm incapable now, or people think I don't know what I'm doing, and you know, it's a false perception of ourselves of our inadequacies that we again have taken maybe these other past experiences and other people and what they've said about our art and have put that into our brain, being like, oh no, I need to prove myself. I need I need verification from people around me that I am capable of doing what I'm doing. But, you know, you wouldn't be years in the game, man. You know, I think I feel like people dedicate their entire life to being a creative person. You wouldn't do, you wouldn't make that kind of sacrifice in your life if you weren't capable. So again, like there is some healthier self-talks that definitely help in shedding some of the deterrence or like the blockers that would not enable us to collaborate in a way where you know, we may get that gem, the studio, you know? <laughs> right, right. Hell yeah, man. This has been a, a, a crazy conversation. Um, I don't want to take it too long, though, because we're at a minute and 15. Yeah. A minute and 15. An hour and 15. I hope, <laughs> I hope we can talk for a little longer than that, my man. <laughs> um, we got a music video to talk about, which I'm super stoked about. Um, Java Love. By the time this is out... Maybe the video will be out. I'm not sure, oh, but yeah, uh, y'all y'all definitely need to check it out. Um, definitely listen to the song. Um, but before we we head out here, uh, V, go ahead and uh, sh- shout your socials, website, anything you want to give us. Where 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 can people check you out? Oh, yeah, uh, listen man. to your music. That man V is on my Twitter, my Instagram. Um, follow me. Um, Brandon V is on my Spotify. Um, you guys will also find in my bio if you're like that type of person who checks people's bios on Spotify. I know I do. I, sure, I love doing sure, that. Yeah. There is a there's a special treat in there. Um, I'm just gonna give it away. My number, my actual number is in my bio, um, and the reason why I've done that is because I believe that connection is really important. I mean, I don't make music just for myself. I do like to hear from the people who are listening to my music 
and that is not a fake auto number. It is literally Cal. If you go on there, you see it. it's literally my <laughs> number. <laughs> so uh, I've gotten a few text messages from people, which is super dope because That's awesome, man. It's just amazing to just connect with with people. Um, yeah. Even though I'm an introvert, um, and, and the only reason I say that is because being around too many people does drain me in a way and I, and how i gain my energy is in meditation in solitude sometimes but um the life experience and the human experience is that the human experience and having it with other people is great but that's another rabbit hole but that man v uh, is on my social medias and uh Brandon V on Spotify and oh, yeah. my number's on there, man. Hit me up. Just yeah, up. get my boy. <laughs> get my boy for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Last question for me here. So a little hypothetical. I'm gonna pose our, our podcast, it's gone. We just we lost it all, or for whatever reason, um, nobody was listening. You just like we weren't getting their attention, but they're listening now. So you got one message you could leave with them. What what is your final message here? Uh, my final message would be lead everything through love that you do. Um, it's the reason why you are who you are and you're pursuing what you're pursuing. It's because love is at the center of what you're doing. So if ever you're lost and just feeling frustrated or just no idea how to recenter yourself, just Again, go back to that little kid making videos in the basement yeah. and, and find that spark again and let the spark be the thing that, that initiates the flame that keeps you going. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Um, appreciate y'all tuning in. Be sure to get it, my boy, that man, V. And, uh, yeah, y'all know what it is. This is the Creator's Room Podcast, and we'll see y'all next week. We out.